Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Getting Sexy with Steph. And today I have the extraordinary Charlie, who is an intimacy and empowerment coach who supports people who are feeling stuck in their sex lives to have the most orgasmic and fulfilling sex. Charlie specializes and works with women and non-binary individuals. And just from that introduction, I know that everybody listening is like, yes, teach me, Charlie. What do you got? I want to have the most orgasmic and fulfilling sex. So this is going to be a jam-packed episode. Lots of tips, lots of talk about yummy sex. And yeah, I'm going to flip this right over to you, Charlie. Can you kind of introduce yourself? Anything else? Maybe how you got into this work? We are all dying to hear all the things. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was the most like lit up introduction I think I've ever had. Thank you so much. I was like squirming over here like, yay. Um, yes, I am Charlie Henderson. As Stephanie said, I'm an intimacy and empowerment coach. And my life's work is to really help people just feel empowered, excited, and lit up within their sex lives. We all deserve to experience so much pleasure. And I want that for everyone. And I do the work that I do because it was a really, really long period where my libido was non-existent. It wasn't just low, it was non-existent. And through studying yoga, philosophy, and tantra, and meditation, I've gotten to a place where I love my sex life, and I want to show other people how to do that. So that's why I've created this work. Yeah. Can we all just like bow down and be like, teach me now. I want what she's having. Give it to me. Yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I really feel that more often than not in my work in this, in this industry as well, people come to me and they're at that phase that you were at before where it's like, I don't actually love my sex life. I love sex. I don't love my sex life or vice versa. Mm. And there's just nobody out there that talks about this. There's just not. And so it's like, where do you even go? And like, I feel like if people are lucky, they've got friends that they can kind of like talk to about different things, but Mm. it's also still so taboo to like stand up like you just did and be like, I fucking love my sex life and I want everybody else to as well. (laughs) So this is the information that I feel everybody wants and needs and they don't Mm. really know where to go to find it. So yay, we have you. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, that's, that was the, that was the main reason why I started this work is because when I was, when I was really in that really low place of low libido, low self-esteem, low body image, all the things piled into one pretty low box, I felt so alone in all of it. And then when I did start opening up to my friends, I realized so many people felt the same, but no one was talking about it. So that's, I'm so glad that these podcasts exist. I'm so, so grateful. Also, I always want to acknowledge this, that we live in a world where I live, at least where it is safe enough to talk about these topics and be able to have these conversations, especially as women. So there's progress happening and there's a lot more to come. I love that. Mm, progress is happening and I definitely see it. And so I, I mean, I personally just think leaders like you that are paving the way and Mm. sharing this knowledge, which I would actually love to dive into. So, you know, Charlie and I were kind of jamming a little bit before about sexual empowerment and some different things. And one thing that we 
we're talking about and that Charlie is incredibly passionate and has so much information on is this concept of slowing down. I even just tried to like slow my voice down there. That sounded really weird. Sorry about that. But for some reason I couldn't slowing down. (laughs) Like I couldn't say it without the (laughs) audible emphasis. (laughs) Yeah. I, I love the idea of slowing down because we live in this very young society that is go, go, go all the time. And there's this, there's this kind of, I can't think of the right word. I'm going to pause for a second. What's it? What's, what's the word? It's like a hype word or. Hyper like would a, be very like. Like keyword. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. No, kind of, I know where you're going at. It's like this fast. Yeah. So restarting. There's this kind of fad of being really present, present going on. So I think in order to have deep presence, you have to slow down and be present with all of your life. And so often people rush sex. It's this really quick thing that happens, or we think it's transactional. This happens, then that, and then we are going here and then it's over. Where if you slow down and you let every juicy drop of pleasure in, you really get to enjoy the journey of sex without it having to be, this is where we're going, that's the destination, because that creates a lot of expectation. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely live this. I love it. And it's like kind of a mind-blowing concept, I think, for a lot of people. It's like, but sex is about the destination. Sex is about the orgasm. And like without the Mm. orgasm, sex is not even sex, right? Mm. Like, I feel like that's a narrative that we get told. And so like changing that narrative to slow down and to enjoy the journey, I can imagine, you know, a lot of people listening are like, yeah, that sounds great in theory, but what, what does that actually even mean? Mm. Yeah. How does one even begin that? It's a really good question. (laughs) I think, yeah, I love, I love the idea of taking orgasm off the table. And most of my clients are often very resistant to that idea because especially clients who are women or non-binary, I guess this is inclusive of a lot of people that are not cis men is that so often it's about the male's pleasure. That's what we're taught. We're taught to perform and have it be about male pleasure And so if I say, take orgasm off the table, half the time my clients are like, well, I'm not orgasming anyway. So how can I take (laughs) it off the table? And even though that's the thing I want the most, but I think the first step in it is really getting clear of your intention going into intimacy and pleasure. I even, I have a really broad idea of what sex is. To me, sex is not just penetrative sex. I work with a lot of LGBTQ clients. I'm queer myself. And I don't think it's just about the penetration because it looks really different for a lot of different people. But I think going into it, what am I wanting to experience without it being an expectation? I love the difference between desire versus expectation of my desire is to feel connected, to feel pleasure, to feel myself. It doesn't even have to be partnered sex. I love slowing down and self-pleasure and then moving into the experience with that intention versus 
my expectation is this is how it's going to look. And if that doesn't happen, there's no pleasure. Oh, that is so beautiful. And I think that even just like pausing for that moment and asking that question, right? Like, so for it being solo, it's like, what is my intention? And maybe sometimes the intention is like, I just want an orgasm right now for stress relief. And I need to just do this because I just want an orgasm. Yes. <laughs> and maybe it's like, well, actually, I just kind of want to feel some pleasure and explore something different or maybe explore a different type of orgasm, right? Mm. You know, most people have like one idea of what an orgasm is when just like you said, how sex is so expansive, Mm. orgasm is so expansive as well. And so what is this intention that I'm going into my solo practice with? And Mm. then what is this intention that I'm bringing into this, you know, relating right now with my partner? And how cool would it be if we normalized having these conversations with, with your partner before you get intimate, like, Hey, lover, I want to like explore this tonight. My intention and my desire, you know, my intention is like, I want to explore the most pleasure that I can feel in my breasts or a different Mm. body part, or just in general, I want to feel how much I can feel you, but really like talking about your intention for Mm. a sexual intimate experience with a lover. That's like, that's groundbreaking. I mean, who does that? (laughs) It really is. I am such, such a fan of talking about sex before you have sex. Because even if you've never had sex with someone before, I was helping a friend out this past year and she was really into this person and they were planning on having sex, but she was like, I kind of want to talk about some some things before we even do it. But that seems wild. We haven't even had sex yet. And I kind of coached her in a friend way around it. And she had the most groundbreaking experience with him. There was so much safety everything was already out on the table. So they were so able to be in their bodies versus their heads. And it's, it's really important too. I really like that you said, yes, sometimes with self-pleasure, you want to sit down and have an orgasm, get back to work and do your thing. I love that because having a quick fuck is just as amazing as slowing down. And I really want to emphasize this. This isn't the only way to experience pleasure is slowing down. This is If you're feeling unsatisfied with those quick books, (laughs) a nice way to get into this is through slowing down. Absolutely. It's like the second, it's like a second course. Like we want all the courses of the meal. We don't just want the first, we want all of them. So it's really Mm -hmm. fun to have that, have that. And, you know, even just expanding on this idea of talking about sex with a partner, I just feel Mm -hmm. like it is such a radical concept, especially if you haven't been intimate with that person before. And there can be so much fear around that. Like Mm. they're going to think that I'm just weird. Like, I don't really know what to say. Like, how do you even bring this up? Like, what am I supposed to talk about? But I guess, and this comes also from my background in the kink and BDSM world. One thing that I highly value that that taught me is having these conversations and your ability, like you said, to drop into your body because you feel Mm -hmm. safe, you know, what the intentions or the desires, you know, kind of what is happening. 
it's just like next level surrender that you're able to reach Mm. because you've had this and you're not worried about like somebody crossing boundaries or like, is this going to happen? Um, and so that is one element of like kind of the kink BDSM world that I really like to just bring over and normalize in everyday relationships and partnerships Mm. is talking about this because for most people, I, I hear it's like, I'm in my head, I'm in my head, I'm in my head. And I was like, well, let's get out of your head and have these conversations with your partner. So then you can be in your bodies when you're actually intimate. Exactly. It's that's the level of slowing down before you're even being intimate is slowing down your thoughts enough. Okay. Last time I didn't feel like I was in my body. What thoughts were coming up? How can I communicate those? How can I share? What am I needing more of? What am I wanting less of? And having that dynamic is so empowering. I I definitely want to highlight we're two kind of sex experts talking about this and people listening might be like, yeah, no, never going to (laughs) happen. And I I want to emphasize that that conversation is so vulnerable and I still can feel my heart beating a lot faster when I step into those conversations. But afterwards, both people typically feel so much better and so much more relaxed. And I'm really glad you brought up the kink and BDSM community because I love that community so much because there's so much consent. There is constant check-ins. There's constant consent. And I, I'm someone who really enjoys having consent, especially when I get to know someone in the beginning. I like being asked, where do you want to be touched? What kind of kisses do you like? Is it okay if I do this? Can I take this off? Do you want this put back on? Those questions. And something really powerful that I got to experience with a lover of mine is we had gotten to know each other pretty well. And then he is very deeply in the world of Tantra. And he actually brought up, hey, I know that you really appreciate consent. How would you feel if this time we didn't do verbal consent the entire time, but if there's any point that you want to pause, we definitely can. And in that moment, we consensually decided to take consent verbally off the table and see how that felt for both of us. So it's, you don't always have to have it within, but you can have that conversation before. And I had never experienced anything like that. Oh, that's a really beautiful conversation. And I love Mm -hmm. that, that depth and like, and playing around with, you know, what consent is because consent isn't just verbal. Right. And Mm -hmm. I mean, we know Mm -hmm. that I feel like actually most people should know this by now that consent is not just verbal. It's also in the nonverbal. And so to be able to play in that depth, how beautiful is that? And also Mm -hmm. piggybacking off of what you said, like, yeah, like we talk about sex every day, all day. Like this is just (laughs) what we do. (laughs) So like these things do feel normal for us. And I mean, in full transparency, I still sometimes like I'm like, oh my God, I have to have a fucking sex talk with this person that I'm about to like, you know, be intimate with. And like, I still get Mm -hmm. that nervousness and that's, are they going to reject me? You know, it's like all these different things. Are they going to think this is too much? And then, you know, I obviously, I just hold space for myself and Mm -hmm. and realize how much better it gets to be. And if somebody also initially can't meet me at that, that's not somebody that I want to be with. Mm-hmm. That's such an important thing to remember is that the fear is so valid. Of course, it's valid. We're taught none of this 
ever <laughs> in yeah. what we consider sex education growing up and acknowledging that, okay, like, hi, fear. I appreciate you being here. I understand where you're coming from. I'm going to take this leap. And if there is some level of rejection and there is some negative feedback that I get from this, that's really important information for me to have moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I always say like how we show up in the bedroom is how we show up in real life. There's so many parallels. And if somebody can't respect you in the most intimate space, like, yeah, just use it as like a, a, a mirror for what is possible in, in reality. So yeah, mm -hmm. I think that it's, I think that it's extremely important And it. So I love this idea and this concept of slowing down even before mm -hmm. and having these conversations and, you know, I guess you're right. So for people who are like, I have never done that, or, you know, I want to start doing that as I'm dating, or I'm in this like 15 year partnership and we've never done that. So how do you do this? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe we could like bounce some ideas or conversations starters that people could have, uh, just mm -hmm. to, just to start out, because like you said, this is kind of an unheard of thing and slowing down in conversations before. Mm, yes. I, I love that. And I would, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say around this too. Um, yeah, I think, I think what's really, really important. And I, this is something I offer to so many clients, especially when they're already in partnership and like the sex hasn't been good for a while, but they've maybe been faking it or they've just been acting like they like it, or there's no sex at all anymore. What I really emphasize in this conversation is when you do open it up, talking about how much you want to be connected to this partner of yours or how much you want deeper connection with a lover or a friend or whoever you're wanting to be intimate with and emphasizing that because so often the fear around having this conversation is I'm going to hurt someone's feelings around telling them I'm actually not feeling really satisfied or I need more of this and this isn't working. So I think what I really offer to clients is really starting with Hey, I want to feel more connected to you. And there's a couple things that I had an idea about that we could try. And I always, always, always in the realm of consent, ask, are you up for having that conversation right now? Or do you want to maybe have that later? And then you can circle back to it. Because when you invite someone into that conversation, they can take a moment of, okay, I might need a second to get ready. You've been thinking about this clearly. I haven't thought about it at all. And now we're about to jump into it. And it, it allows that sense of they have agency within the conversation. And that's very much in the realm of like partnership. But I'm curious, like, how would, what would you recommend for someone who is dating and wanting to bring that up within the realm of dating? Uh, so first of all, I just have to say, I absolutely love that and inviting them in because like you said, it's like, mm -hmm. this has obviously been on your mind. You kind of have laid out what you want to talk about. And the other person, it could be the furthest thing from their mind and they might be tired. They might be hungry. They might have had a stressful day and been like, mine, no, like <laughs> red yeah. flags. So I really love this idea of inviting them into the conversation and setting up a time when everybody's fed, rested, like, mm -hmm unwinded from the day or from, you know, anything from work and just really setting up that space. I think that that feeds on to also what you said before about this level of presence and being able mm -hmm. to both of you being able to hold that level of presence and in dating. So 
I actually think that it could be a very similar conversation, right? Mm. So like, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that like I've <laughs> every single time I've had this, I mean, sometimes I've just like met somebody and it's like woo, one night stand or, you know, we just like date <laughs> awesome. And now we're fucking in the backseat of the car, something crazy, you know, it like it happens. And actually, as I have really become very intentional and conscious in my dating, I do find that leading literally, I kind of lead on like the first date or in the first few conversations that I really would like to have conversations around sex, around intimacy, around sexual Mm. health before I get involved. And, Mm. and I just, I'll be so honest is when I first started doing this in the realm of dating, I did it in a text form because it was the easiest way for me Mm. because you know, it's something so new and like so radical to be talking about. And so I would just be like, Hey, can we have this conversation about X, Y, Z? And that felt the most safe for me as like a gateway to start communicating about it. And like, we didn't have the conversation over text, but it, I initiated it over text. So I actually even want to normalize that taking baby steps is very, very normal. And now after I've done that enough and I felt that like safety in my nervous system, like, oh, okay, actually people are really receptive to this. Mm. It's really been a beautiful conversation starter. So I always, you know, just talk about, like, I just want to talk about, um, you know, like sex and relating and like boundaries and, and sexual health. And I have, I'm just thinking really quick, but I'm really don't think that I've ever been met with any resistance towards that because I think it's conversations that people Mm. really do want to have and it just takes somebody to initiate it. I strongly, strongly agree with everything you said. First off, just about being met with it. Most of the time, people are so relieved of, I would love to talk about this. I don't know how to start it. The fact that I'm having someone else start this conversation for me is amazing. And I love that you brought up the texting too, is do what feels safest first. Allow your nervous system to ease into it, especially if it is something that's really vulnerable for you. And yeah, I think it's, I think it can just be really playful too. Sometimes I get, I know in the past I would get so serious. Like it had to be this really serious conversation And that like nothing kills the mood more than like, let's have a serious talk about sex. (laughs) But (laughs) if you can be playful with it of maybe, maybe you have had a couple dates before you slept together. Again, who knows what this scenario is. But I remember I had this one date where we, we had this great hike and we were kind of like kissing and making out and we had not slept together at that point. And we like did the like make out in the backseat thing, which was really fun. But then we had this like, 45 minute drive home. And I was curious what we were going to talk about after just like passionately making out. And then like, okay, now we have 45 minutes. And the conversation was all around. He actually initiated it, which was amazing. He was, he just said, where do you like to be kissed most? And then we had this really playful conversation back and forth of this is what I like. I actually don't like when people kiss my ears, or I really like the spot on my back being touched. And we had this really playful thing of, Ooh, I like that. Oh, I've actually never tried that really cool. And then we ended up going back to his place. And then we like knew what each other liked before we had ever even been intimate in that way. And it was super playful and fun and also led to like a ton of turn on. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Like you can really actually look at it like foreplay. <laughs> yes. Oh, and that, that circles right back to slowing down. Like us slowing the kissing down and being like, okay, we have to drive home at some point. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we slowed down that we paused because we don't want to go any further. And then having that like piece by piece of what he likes, what I like, all those different things really led to this beautiful buildup. Cause I think sometimes we forget that slowing down leads to more pleasure and a bigger buildup sometimes again, not always, but it was such a fun buildup of what was going to come next without having any expectation. It was just, we could try all these things we've talked about, but who knows? Oh, I love that. And you know, something that you said, I really love is like this extended foreplay, this extended slowing Mm -hmm. down and whether this is like the verbal conversations or, you know, like, I'm just going to see how much pleasure I can give my partner and receive and, you know, just play in that, like extending the pleasure out just a little bit more and really letting that build up, whether that's sensory, whether it's visual, whether it's energetic, whether it's touching or, you know, whatever it is, but letting that build up actually creates a bigger buildup. <laughs> Which equals bigger orgasms a lot of the time. Exactly. Or just pleasure. Again, it doesn't have to be about orgasm. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I've never orgasm. How am I going to do any of this? There is so much pleasure to be had without orgasm. And yeah, there's so, so, so much. I have multiple clients who have never orgasmed before. And they always say, I enjoy sex. I really enjoy sex, but I've just never had that happen. So there's so much pleasure there without you even having to get to the orgasm. And if you love to orgasm, amazing. Great. hundred <laughs> percent. And I also feel like in my experience with working with a lot of different clients, once they take orgasm off the table, it's like the next month, who the fuck cares about orgasming? Like, who cares? Like, let's just like put it in a box and like put a bow on it. And like, let's just see how much pleasure we can have. Um, there's a really fabulous book called Sensate Focus. And it is for people in partnership. And it's really just about like, once again, like building up that sensational experience mm-hmm. and having that experience with your partner, but building that up. What I find is that once you attune to that pleasure and the mm-hmm. sensory stimulation, it actually primes you and attunes you for orgasm. And so mm-hmm. more often than not, and this isn't always true and it doesn't have to be true. And if it doesn't work, like it's nothing, it's just yeah. what I see more often than not is that increasing that sensitivity to pleasure and to sensation and slowing down in the foreplay and just enjoying the intimate experience you actually lead into orgasm more often than not, because if orgasm is surrender, pleasure, and movement, it's like slowing down, you get the surrender and the pleasure, and it gives time for that energy to move through your body. And once that happens and you start to feel safe in pleasure and feel safe Mm -hmm. in all these sensations, and you're out of your head of like, oh my God, it's taking way too long. Like I'm never going to be able to orgasm. This person's probably so bored out of their mind. You can just be in that presence, Mm. like full circle back to presence with the partner Mm. or yourself. Yeah. Yes. It's 
So hearing you express that, I just, when you learn how to slow down in this way, again, not always, but I've seen in a lot of clients, it happens throughout their entire life and their entire life becomes more pleasurable. We've talked a lot about sex and intimacy and connection with self or partner, but getting to go outside and just taking one deep breath before getting in the car or that moment before you take your first sip of coffee. Like there's so many moments where you can slow down just a little bit more and experience so much pleasure in life. So the more that you practice this, the more it just ripples out. 100%. And actually, I think that for a lot of people who are like, I don't even know where to start with the slowing down and sex. It's like, do the things that you just said, like go outside Mm -hmm. and take a breath or instead of just like, grabbing your coffee. Like I got to chug this shit down so I can function (laughs) and be the human right now. Like, even if you end up like chugging it down so you can do the human things, like take two seconds and just Mm -hmm. smell and just let that sensory experience kick in. Because the more that you do that, the more that you start to prime your nervous system to pleasure. And the more your nervous system is like, give me the pleasure, give me the pleasure. Mm -hmm. And you find it. It's like you completely orient it to it all day, every day. And you're like, oh, that's a really pretty cloud. Oh, that's this. And it's like, you just start to notice. And that is, you know, I mean, even coming full circle, it's like living your most orgasmic sexual life is literally just finding that pleasure in every moment of every day. And I do actually feel like, I mean, we've both studied Tantra. That's the heart of Tantra, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having a deep presence with all of the pleasure that's around you and finding it everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Yes for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm. I love this so much. And so, yeah, I feel like that gives people such tangible tools, right? Of talking Mm -hmm. and how to start these conversations and then how to even just begin to orient to pleasure in their own lives. And that is literally just the beginning of all of the amazingness that you have to offer. So- Mm. Charlie, I would love for you to tell people where they can find you, how they can work with you. How do they get into even just your energetic field and be like, (laughs) I want what she's having. Yes. Teach me, show me like, I, I want you to hold my hand and take me on this journey. Tell us everything. Where do we find you? Mm, Thank you so much. I post mostly on Instagram. And so my Instagram is Charlie Henderson underscore coaching. And this will all be in the, the little absolutely notes this will all be in the sure. show notes. And my website is charlie-henderson.com. And that's where you can learn about all my different programs. I have some really, really special offerings that I'm doing this year. First is my one-on-one deeply, deeply personal coaching program. And it's called Intuitive Pleasure. And it's a three-month program where I bring you from really low libido to the most lit up sex life of your dreams. And again, not just your sex life, your entire life will become turned on. And I also started this awesome, really, really sweet community called pleasure circle. And it's a lot of what we talked about in the beginning of this. It's a space for people to just come together and safely discuss these topics and not feel so alone. Everyone who comes to that circle has has some discomfort around sexuality, but it looks different for everyone, but we all get to come together and support one another. And it's been really, really sweet, really, really, really sweet so far. So if you're interested in either of those, you can find them 
on my Instagram and my website. Um, and I just want to say thank you so, so, so much. This has been such a sweet conversation, getting to talk with you more. I've loved the work that you do and I'm constantly inspired by you. Thank you so much and vice versa. And I love these offerings. I love that you are creating a space for people just to show up and be like, I don't really know what to say and how to say the things, but I want to have a space where I can maybe say the things and end up saying the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like that safe space to really explore and just be curious. Mm. It's definitely, definitely needed. And so Thank you so much. If you guys get the chance to be in Charlie's energy, you are just going to have your life change. She's, you can just feel it. I'm like, I just want to reach through this screen right now and squeeze you because I just feel that passion and how much you truly embody this turned on life. And that is, I mean, I think that the greatest compliment that we can give to each other is like, yes, I feel your embodiment of this. You live Mm. this. And so now you get to be that beacon of light and, you know, dismantle the shame or this, I don't know how to do this around sexuality. And Mm. so, yeah, thank you for all of your work. Thank you. And thank you so, so much. It's been an honor. Mm. Thank you. And thank you everybody for tuning in today and I will see you next time.